guys, welcome to Order of Operations. Today we are talking about Instagram with our social media guru, Libby. Hey y'all, today we are focusing on one of my favorite social media platforms, Instagram. Facebook has invested so much in this platform since purchasing it in 2012, and I wanna make sure you are all aware of its various features and how to make the most of this outlet. Libby may be known as a social media pro in our franchise, but her brother, Evan, is also quite skilled in the ways of Instagram. Libby, can you introduce Evan to us? Absolutely. I would like to introduce y'all to my business partner and brother, Evan. Evan is the yin to my yang in our franchise. He's the director of operations overseeing our Dallas-Fort Worth locations, and he's human resources for our entire portfolio. Evan is with us today because he has a comedy page that he runs on Instagram that has grown overnight during COVID because he's invested so much time into researching best practices on the platform. So welcome to the podcast, Evan. Hey y'all. What else do I have to say? (laughs) I don't know what else to say. (laughs) That's perfect. So Evan said hi and we're going to jump right into our wins. Awesome. Nikki, let's start with you. Tell me a win from this week. Oh my gosh, this has been like a whirlwind of a week. So I think a win is going to have to be, I miraculously figured out how to get all of my Orange Theory classes in before they expire, while also getting the majority of my to-do list done too. So lots and lots of exercise. I'm kind of dying. It's been a ton of classes in a row and I have to do another one tomorrow. Uh, so Evan, what about you? Monday afternoon, we did uh, enroll six more students into the program. So it's definitely awesome to start seeing some life coming back to the center and getting to uh, continue to help students in the community. Libby, what is your win for the week? One of our employees just celebrated their five year anniversary with us yesterday. And I just take a lot of pride in the fact that we're able to retain someone for that long as a small family-owned business. It's a really huge deal for us. Awesome. Good to hear, guys. Let's start from the beginning and do a quick overview of some user stats on Instagram. So Instagram has 1 billion monthly active users, and there's more than 500 million users that are active every day. So an estimated 71% of all businesses use Instagram and posts with a location tag have a 79% higher engagement than those without. Images with faces receive 38% more likes and the top 100 brands on Instagram use an average of 2.5 hashtags per post. I'm personally not really surprised by these stats. Instagram is a feature rich platform. And I think utilizing as many of their capabilities as possible will lead to Instagram rewarding you. But they're also highly protective of spam accounts. So if you use and abuse the platform, they'll either shadow ban you or they'll block your account entirely from their platform. I have a question. Okay. I don't know what shadow banning is. Oh, okay. So shadow banning. Shadow banning is when your profile still exists and you're still able to share stuff on it. But if someone were to say, try and look you up to follow your page, they can't find you. Like you won't pull up for them as they're trying to find your page. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna elaborate on that. So what shadow banning technically is, um, is if Instagram has kind of flagged your account, they see that you're doing a lot of, like Libby said, a lot of spammy sort of activities. So if you're posting way too many times in a week or a day, 
if you're commenting relentlessly on other people's posts, if it just seems like you might be a bot instead of a person, then what happens is you get hit with what's called a shadow ban. And so why it's called a shadow ban is because unbeknownst to the owner of the account, they think that they're still performing these activities. They can still like people's accounts. They can still drop comments. They can still post, but their material isn't going to get out like someone else who's following the proper guidelines and not trying to abuse the algorithm. So they think that they're still able to perform their activities. If someone does go on the Explorer and search for your account, they will be able to find you, but your chances of ending up in the Explorer is pretty much slim to none unless you pay for marketing. So if you, have, if you sponsor one of your photos, but to others, your content will basically be invisible. Yeah. So Evan and I, we're going to share a lot of tips and tricks to make people you know, excited to dive into Instagram. But before we do that, I think it's important that we start with the don'ts because I want you guys to be jazzed and like basically planning out your Instagram while you're listening to the podcast. But we don't want you to end up with your account being shadow banned because you do too much too fast too soon. So Evan, let's talk about some of the no's and how you can end up misusing, possibly entirely and unintentionally, you can end up mis misusing the platform. Definitely. So uh, one of the first things, so if you're starting off and you're a brand new account to you know, the world of Instagram, there's a lot of things that Instagram will place certain limitations on what your page can do to sort of prevent accounts using that spammy activity. So one of the things that is a big don't for uh, being a new account is following over 30 accounts in an hour or over 200 accounts in a day. So if they notice that you're following and just hitting a bunch of follows on other people's accounts, you know, they want you to follow other people. They just don't want you to do it too fast. The issue is that a lot of pages on Instagram will find people who are excited about the same sort of materials and services that they're interested in getting out. But when it comes down to just following every single person on that list, uh, Instagram doesn't like that. It's a good way to get shadow banned or it's a good way to have features on your page blocked. They will say, hey, we've noticed this activity. We're going to block this feature for you for the next 24 or 48 hours. And then if you're unfollowing any accounts, again, they don't want to see that you're just following and unfollowing a bunch of pages. If you're unfollowing, it's the same limit. If you're going to unfollow a page, make sure it's not more than 15 to 20. If you do, follow and unfollow a page, make sure that you aren't exceeding that 20 to 30 limit. I'm trying to think of anything besides those you follows. bulk but, like things. Yes. So I've gotten in trouble because I've always run portfolio accounts versus individual learning center accounts. And so the first thing I did whenever I made individual location accounts was that I went and liked all the pictures on my main page because I'm like, ooh, let's boost that like ratio. And I immediately got kicked off the platform on my brand new account because I tried to like 250 photos and it just halted that action. So same thing with following and unfollowing. It goes for likes. It goes for like spamming hashtags. Instagram doesn't like whenever you use the same hashtag incessantly. And Evan and I will talk about proper hashtag usage on the Instagram platform a little bit later. So one more. When it comes to sending direct messages to other page owners or other accounts on Instagram, if you start sending the same message to multiple accounts, if they see that any sort of spam-like activity, so whether it's the following, unfollowing, whether it's the liking of too many pages, 
leaving too many comments or too much of the same related comment. Same thing with your DMs. If you look in the top right corner, there's a little paper airplane, how you can message uh, account owners and various uh, other accounts on uh, Instagram, whether it's a business account or a personal account. And if they see that you're sending too many messages within a certain time window, typically that hour, or if they see you send just copy paste of the same message, and they will limit the features that you can use for your account. Wow. Well, I feel like those are all basic things that any like new user would totally jump in and do. So I'm trying to think if like any of like our accounts could possibly be shadow banned. How about whenever we set up an Instagram account, Libby, what are some best practices for profile creation? What are some to do's now that I'm scared of all the don'ts? Yeah. So don't spam, but what you should do. So if you're starting from scratch and you have zero followers, I would just get some initial content uploaded. So that way there's something to actually look at whenever you're trying to gain a following. There's nothing more concerning than whenever you first look at a brand new page and it only has like one, two, maybe three pictures. Cause you're just like, okay, clearly this is kind of like a dumb pointless account that doesn't need to exist. So make sure you have something for people to look at whenever you start to gain a following. I'd recommend your first image either being a logo or a nice picture of your storefront for your mathnasium. I'd also recommend some initial content, including a staff photo, maybe some math, some of mathnasiums, professional stock imagery, uh, maybe something that identifies the neighborhood or community that your learning center is a part of. Next, your bio should really be easy to read. So mine is just bullet points of mathnasium services. So it's bullet point math tutoring and enrichment, bullet point homework help, bullet point test prep. And if you're setting up your profile as a business page, you'll be able to include your address and contact information more as buttons. So that way it's not cutting into your bio um, because there's only a limited number of characters you can have in an Instagram page's bio. You should link your Instagram to your Facebook page. So hopefully you have a Facebook page before your Instagram. And then I like using either a picture of a tutor with a student or a picture of our storefront as our profile picture for the page. But I've also seen some really nice profile pictures of our branded logo with the city name right below it. I think that helps to distinguish which account you are. Evan, do you have anything to add to that list of just like initial creation? Um, going back to the setting up as a business page, there's definitely a lot of free perks for uh, being set up as a business versus being set up as a personal account. So one of those things are post insights. And so you'll be able to see exactly who's the demographic that is viewing your content, who are the people that are interacting with your content you can see how many impressions that you've had so how many people have seen your content who's commented who many or how many people have uh, shared that content who has liked it they'll give you basically polls on you know what percentage of people are male or female what's their age range the reason why that's a good feature is just that you'll be able to see which of your posts is leaving a lasting impression on your customer base so you know exactly what kind of content you want to continue to create or if you decide down the road that you want to sponsor one of your posts and get it out in front of a larger audience. Nice. Now, once your account is created, who do you want to follow? Let's have Evan start with this one. So when it comes to following different accounts, more specifically for the Mathnasium type page, you want to make sure that you're following your local schools and your school's PTAs. So making sure that you are, you know, helping support their posts. These are schools that can also, you know, help support in return, PTAs that are looking for things that can help continue to help their student body. 
uh, local sports teams. So if you know that your students belong to any teams, make sure that you're supporting not just their student, but you can support their team on their social media platforms, uh, local city chamber of commerce pages, uh, local government pages, also big political figures. So like if your mayor has a profile uh, on Instagram, make sure that you give them a good follow. Police department, fire department, any of those public servants, people who greatly benefit the community. And then even one of the interesting things I don't feel like a lot of people know is that you can also follow hashtags. If you decide that there's certain content that you're very interested in, so if you're looking for maybe hashtag math help or hashtag help me, my student is a little bit further behind than I'd like for them to be. Um, you can follow any of those hashtags and those are something that will pull different accounts that you maybe haven't thought of before into your feed. So you can see exactly what are those things that you're missing. So I feel like you made up one of those hashtags. So tell me more about hashtags specifically. What kind of hashtags should you follow? So it all depends. Um, one of the things with hashtags is you do want to get variety. So um, a lot of the pages, I'd say that I guess the best way to really determine what your hashtags you should follow is, is to find large accounts that are also part of your community or market. So if I was a new Mathnasium center and I wanted to see exactly, you know, what are my competitors doing in my market? What are some things that might be an interest to my parents? I would go ahead and find out who those people are, whether it's maybe checking out the Sylvan have a page, does Kumon have a page. Here in Texas, we have another place called the Russian Math page, um, Russian School of Math, I think is what they're called. But if they have a following, what kind of hashtags are they following? Um, what hashtags are they using for their posts? So help yourself by adopting some of their best practices when it comes to social media marketing. Another thing you can do is create a hashtag. We have what are called mayor moms. So moms that are definitely influential in their community, have a following for other moms. Usually they're part of the PTA or part of organizations within their community. Find out what are those things that they like to use. If you can create a hashtag, maybe you can share it with them and it'll be a good way to um, help your following and get your message out for your business. At like a surface level for Mathnasium Learning Centers, hashtag Mathnasium and hashtag Mathnasium at home are really popular ones that we use. You should also follow hashtags for your local city. So like hashtag Mesa, Arizona is one that I follow because I want to see what the local content is. So is there going to be a 5K coming up and they're going to use hashtag Mesa, Arizona to advertise a 5K that I might want to end up sponsoring. And then some moms have uh, mom specific hashtags for their local community. So I know Evan has hashtag moms of Allen, Texas as a hashtag that moms like to use on their mom posts. Like I've been said, keeping a thumb on other businesses for like a business perspective, you can use just competitor hashtags. So like following hashtag Kumon, hashtag Sylvan, hashtag Code Ninjas. That way you can see what kind of promos they're offering because typically they'll hashtag their own promos. So if nothing else, it's just an interesting way of like getting perspective on what some like like-minded businesses are offering. You can also follow things like the Little Gym or just fun places that kids will go and like spend regular time at um, but I think it's important to keep an eye on things and Instagram is an easy way to like passively do that you're not signing up for someone's email newsletter it's just organically coming into your feed and you're keeping it top of mind without having to try too hard nice so that was a little bit about profile creation and then getting a following started so you have your following now you need to give them something to look at so how do you guys use Instagram on a daily basis as a business? 
So in episode 15, you had mentioned that your team has like theme days for their work schedule. So you can do the same with Instagram if you just need like help thinking of content. So there's Motivation Monday where you can share a motivational quote. There's Mathnasium Monday where you can just share an image from the inside or outside of your learning center. Evan likes to do Math Meme Monday where he shares like a good old classic math meme. Uh, you could do Testimonial Tuesday. And then you can share a Listen360 review using the review template that we have in the marketing matrix. You could do Word Problem Wednesday or Word of the Week Wednesday and either share the problem of the week from our Radius Home tab. Or you could also share a word from the Mathnasium Dictionary. That's something that I plan to start doing. Do some Friday fun where you share a cool prize in your award cabinet that kids are saving up for. You can do staff highlights on Saturday and share a headshot in a bio. There's a lot of different things you can do to like think of reoccurring content and keep your feed diversified with what you're sharing. The other great thing that you can use as well, like uh, we were mentioning earlier, is definitely one of the big perks of being a business page versus having it set up with a personal account is that you do have that free resource of insights. So you'll be able to uh, see exactly who is it that is checking out your page, how many people have you left impressions on, and then what is that boostable content. So if you do have those posts, you hit the target that you're looking for, what is that content, how can you create more of that content so you can continue to uh, show yourself to the community, who are you, what do you do, as well as, you know, again, you can uh, boost those posts. That way you can reach out to more people who are within that same demographic. So what do you do if you don't have content to post, but want to maintain a presence on Instagram? So even if you don't have something that you want to post daily, you should definitely still be signing in and just being an active member of the Instagram community. Evan mentioned commenting on different posts and trying just to engage with like similar businesses and similar content to your own. I also recommend at least trying to get stories posted daily. So if you don't have anything to share, I would recommend sharing either an old image or an old video that you already posted to your feed and kind of just resharing that content into an Instagram story. Or another thing that I'd like to do lately is that if another Mathnasium has a post that I want to steal and it's not super center specific, but I really appreciate it. Like maybe they have a nice picture right now with COVID going on of kids wearing face masks and an acrylic shield. I'll share that to my story. That way I can just kind of diversify my feed and share something new without me having to put too much work into it. And then it also never hurts to share uh, a story of a good parenting meme or just like mix up some relatable math content that allows you to introduce something other than your core business. I think that's an excellent point that uh, Libby brings up because the, uh, the story feature of Instagram, something it's definitely something that I feel a lot of smaller pages don't heavily utilize. There's definitely a lot of cool features to it. So as a business, again, if you have something that maybe wouldn't make it as a post on its own, it's definitely a good way to show, yeah, like uh, especially during this COVID time, if you want to take pictures of students learning in the center, they have their face masks. If you have the plastic shields up, it's a good way to show what's the kind of environment that we're creating. If you've done a post like that in the past, it's a good way to remind families on a daily basis, this is what our center is like and help people feel comfortable. Another great thing about the story feature is that if you do have a post, something that you know I've been taught to always do is put that post into your story. If you notice in the bottom left hand side of your post, you have the heart for liking, the comment bubble for leaving a comment, and then they also have the paper airplane feature, which is a way that you can send direct messages. If you wanted to send it to someone specific 
or just post that post onto your story. It's a good way for maybe a parent or someone that you're trying to show your content to that you've made a post. Just because they haven't gone through your feed yet or gone through their newsfeed, uh, they can see it right up at the top that you know, your mathnasium has posted something and they can very quickly get to your post just by looking at your story. Nice. I know on my Instagram, I'll get a notification if someone like posts to their first story or like if they post their post a story and they like hadn't posted in a while. So I guess that's a way to get some push notifications out to everybody too. So let's talk more about the hashtags. So hashtags seem like they're a great way to expand your reach on Instagram. So how do you make the most of a hashtag? So the big thing to do with hashtags is you need to have a hashtag strategy. Um, like we were saying before, by looking at um, you know, different accounts, whether they're competitors, whether they're other mathnasium centers, whether it's just you know, math enthusiasts in the community, you know, the best ways to do that is, like I said, to have a hashtag strategy. So find out what those trending hashtags are for your industry. Find out what hashtags have been working on popular posts for other uh, businesses. And the way that I've done it, even for my personal page, is I've created different sets of hashtags I can use. So when it comes to posts, you never want to post the same hashtag repeatedly. That's something that Instagram highly, highly frowns upon because um, they want variety in your posts. They see that reusing the same hashtag week after week or post after post. If they see that same hashtag, um, they're going to flag you down for spammy. So just make sure that you're rotating those hashtags. You're choosing hashtags that aren't just popular, but are really true to what your post is. So if I'm posting something that's very serious about what my business is, what's my service, what's something important that's going on, I'm not going to put hashtag dank memes with it. Just because it's a popular post doesn't mean it's going to work for that page. You want to make sure it's something that truly reflects what you're doing because if you try using just the most trendy hashtags, it's a good way to find yourself shadow banned. Yeah, it's sort of like a search engine optimization. You don't want to just use like popular keywords for the sake of using popular keywords. It has to be relevant to the content you're sharing. So I know like Twitter will tell you what the trending hashtags are. Um, Instagram's not that same way. You don't know what the trending hashtags are for Instagram, but you wouldn't want to use trending hashtags for the sake of popping up where people are talking about things because that can, like Evan said, result in you being shadow banned because it's proof that you're kind of performing like a bot where your goal is to have a maximized reach, but not quality of content. It drives me nuts when accounts do that. I was trying to find more information about the Beirut explosion, and there was a ton of like models that were using the hashtag and they were on the explore page. And I was like, this is like just trashy. Like this is like a huge disaster and I'm trying to get more information and people are just capitalizing off of it. And yeah, so I guess it, Instagram doesn't like it and I don't like it either. Let's talk about the stories. So Libby, you use stories a lot for your accounts. What are some tips on maximizing the Instagram story feature? So if this is a story that you plan to keep for the long term as say a highlight, because you can also highlight stories and keep them pinned on your profile for long-term viewing privileges for your customers, I would advise you to make a cover photo for this first. So that way your Instagram highlight leads with the correct cover photo. 
So you can see examples of this on the order of operations Instagram page. I would make the highlight image first and then all the subsequent content that fits under that category under that Instagram highlight. I also, for our Mapnasium accounts, I repurpose a lot of standard Mapnasium content as stories. So I've found ways to reformat things like testimonial videos or Mapnasium images as stories. So there's a lot of different free software you can use online, but I like to use postermywall.com. So like poster, like a normal poster, mywall.com. And I create images that are the correct dimensions for Instagram stories. So that way there's nothing like overflowing and awkward and not properly fitting into the dimensions of an Instagram story. And then if you're gonna use things like hashtags or location tags, which are a feature that's available to you in your Instagram stories, but it's not really like a critical part of what you're posting, I recommend to shrink them down microscopically because you still have the same benefit of being able to be discovered through those hashtags and those locations, but they're not going to interrupt the image and what you're trying to show content wise. Nice. Thanks, Libby. So Evan, I know you've talked about stories a lot. Do you have anything else to add? What else are good ways to get the most out of your story? So one of the things I mentioned earlier was definitely when you do have a new post on your page, um, there is a way to post that onto your Instagram story. So like I said, instead, uh, the, the most useful thing about the Instagram story is that it's always right at the top of your feed. So no matter how far you go into your news feed, what are the most recently posted photos from accounts that you follow or hashtags that you follow, it's always right at the top. So if someone can't find your post or your post has been buried under multiple posts, if, as long as it's in your story, it's something that's very easy to access. People can see um, whether you have a new post, they can see if you're teasing something, they'll be able to let them access your post quickly. It'll allow them to interact with your post. One of the other things that um, I don't think that we've touched upon on stories yet is besides just posting your posts, one of the other things that you can do too is you can ask your community questions. You can ask them questions. You can have them take quizzes if you feel uh, if you feel up to the challenge. Uh, there's a lot of cool features of the Instagram story that it would be um, a shame to not check out. Um, so if you did want to have parents check out, maybe even one of the questions that we used to post on our storefronts, what is 7% of 250? And give them an opportunity to answer it for themselves. Because I know that our fifth and sixth grade students can do that very quickly. I know a lot of parents, uh, unfortunately, couldn't do that without asking Siri or Alexa. Um, so definitely good to uh, find different ways to uh, interact with your community, just besides the posts, and just kind of freshen things up. Yeah, I'll hit you guys with some more examples. So Evan gave a good one of um, giving them like a multiple choice quiz with stuff like our Mathnesium grade level specific questions. If you want to use the this or that option where you're kind of polling your audience, you can showcase two really cool prizes in the prize cabinet and be like, which prize would your child pick off the shelf, have them pick like this or that. You could also, there's one that it's like kind of like a scale of zero and a hundred and you get to move the little emoji down from zero to 100 of like, how much do you agree or disagree? You could do something like share a really difficult homework problem and be like, how would your child feel about answering this? Like, how confident would your kid be? There's the opportunity to DM. So if you wanted to do like a contest of sorts, you could be like, DM us our answer. I know 
something that my managers love and that always gets shared in our manager group me is they love, it's like the brain teasers, Mathnasium posts them too. It's like the little brain teaser ones where it's like the caricatures are representing numbers and it's like, okay, we'll solve for this last one. But my managers like to do really advanced ones where you don't notice that like maybe clocks are one of the images, but the clock will have like a different time in the last panel. And so the meaning of the problem will change. So there's like different fun ways you can do it where you just have people like DM us the answer and like first person to get it right gets like five Mathnasium punch cards. There's a lot of different fun ways you can use it, but it's just an interesting way to engage with your audience. And if you have people engaging with your content, your story is more likely to show like further left in their stories on the page. Nice. That's good to know. I always thought it was organized by like time, but if it's organized by like account size or like engagement level. Yeah. Relevance. Nice. So that was a good tip. So are there any other best practices that we didn't touch on that either of you guys want to share? Yeah. So the content that you post on Instagram shouldn't be the same content you post on Facebook. I think this is the number one mistake that I see on Mathnasium pages and it drives me a little bonkers. So Instagram and Facebook, there's a reason that there's two platforms. You're supposed to have different types of content that go on either. So Instagram has a very specific aesthetic to it. So the profiles that have like the largest followings, they post really high resolution quality pictures. So I would recommend avoiding things that are super stock image photography heavy or clip art heavy content. So avoid too many words, avoid stuff that is not reflective of our core business. So like the most recent one that I've seen is like the Ninja Turtles. So everyone posted a picture of the Ninja Turtles to their Instagram feed to plug the fact that we had a new problem of the week, which was about the Ninja Turtles. But that's not super relevant to Mathnasium. Also, it's a clip art file and clip art files aren't really designed for like that high resolution, aesthetically pleasing Instagram account. I would recommend that you aim to filter all your pictures the same way. So pick a favorite filter and try and stick with that. So that way your overall profile looks really consistent. And then one last tip for Instagram stories that I forgot to hit is that you can layer images in your Instagram story. So how you would do that is that if you like, you can swipe up on your Instagram stories to like pull pictures off of your camera roll. And if you want to add a second picture from your camera roll on top of that picture, what you would do is swipe out, like swipe out of the Instagram app, go to your photos on your camera roll. You would push and hold on an image in your camera roll, hit copy. And then once you reopen the Instagram app, it will allow you to paste it into your Instagram story. And so that's how you layer graphics. And I think it looks really nice. If nothing else, I just like tossing Mathnasium logos onto images that don't already have a Mathnasium logo, just so that way my Instagram story stays very branded. Um, I have about two things that um, we didn't touch upon earlier, but are both really great aspects of Instagram. Uh, one of them is actually fairly new. I think they just started doing it in 2019, but it's called IGTV. For those who don't know, that just means Instagram television. Uh, what that's for is uh, Instagram will usually only allow posts or videos of 60 seconds on your actual post. Otherwise, you can be categorized into what's called the IGTV category. If you have testimonials of parents, if you throw together a video of your center, if you just want people to see exactly, you know, what is your product brand about, give them a little bit of an inside look, then the IGTV route's a really interesting one to go. Uh, because it is one of Instagram's newer features, 
that is something they like to boost more than your typical post. And so if you think that's something that, you know, could hit largely with um, other Instagram accounts, it, I think that is a very good way for you to uh, land in front of those people that you're looking for. And the last one is uh, post related as well. And that's just the boomerang. So one of the things, especially if you're looking to capture people's attention, still photos are great. And sometimes they look beautiful, but the things that people want to engage with is something that catches their eye in the first second. So having vibrant colors is good. Having a moving picture is better. So if you have a cool boomerang of someone waving a prize that they just earned, if it's one of them holding their A plus up to the camera, if it's a student jumping up in the air, your staff jumping up in the air, something that's more engaging. People love content like that. Instagram loves content like that. Nice. So I know Instagram just came out with reels. Have you guys seen that? Like literally, like I just updated my app and it showed up and I kind of get the vibe that this is supposed to be the TikTok replacement. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> Record and edit short videos and share them to explore where anyone may discover them. You're right. This uh, is definitely combating. I've seen TikTok. those. Yeah, if you go into the Explore tab, they always have things that aren't quite stories, but aren't quite full videos either. And they're just playing right next to all of the posts. Just general tip for anyone who's listening, Instagram rewards you for using their features. So if this is a new feature, like be the first one to adopt it. I think the quicker you pick up on like different technologies, the more the platform appreciates you utilizing it especially because this is diverse and instagram wants diverse content they want stories they want igtv they want videos they want pictures they want boomerangs they want it all so if they don't have a lot of content currently under reels this is your opportunity to like compete in a non-competitive space right now so that was a lot of stuff uh this was another episode where i took a lot of notes so i got to learn a lot as well and i think we covered everything. So I appreciate you joining us, Evan. So it was nice to meet the other member of the Lawson crew. Definitely. It was really awesome getting the, the opportunity to talk with y'all. So thank you very much. So now it's time for problems of the week. And Libby, these are going to be all for you because I don't think I can answer any of them. So the first one we got was about multi-center organizations and their Instagram use. So should MCO groups have one main account or multiple little accounts? So I have both. I started off with at Math Help for Kids and at online Math Help for Kids as our portfolio accounts. And then each location, like as of a couple weeks ago, now has their own account. So most of them, if you want to find them, are just their city name and then underscore math help. I use math help for my Instagram handles. Um, I only recently started using individual accounts because I saw that the temples were. And it looks good in terms of like the volume of likes that I'm receiving on my posts. But I think the main benefit to doing this is more uh, having a profile that's very niche to the markets that we're serving. Uh, it should, in theory, help my individual location accounts become, like, discovered in the Explore tab of Instagram because I'm going to really focus on only allowing those pages to interact with other local pages and other local content. So that way, like, let's say you follow the local farmer market 
Instagram page, I will then pop up under the recommended like similar pages because that's all I'm going to be in interacting with is like the Mesa, Arizona, like city pages. Also all my accounts, I know this is like the big thing that people, um, Nikki and I made the joke of bulk shit with being an MCO. There's things that are economies of scale and there's things that are bulk shit because you are doing it in bulk and it doesn't get any easier the more you have. All of my accounts are nested under one another. So it's really easy for me to post to multiple pages at one single time uh, because you just kind of flip the light switch on the post of like, okay, I want it to go to the Allen page and the Mesa page and the Queen Creek page and the Forest Ranch page and send them all out, same caption, same everything, same tags. Um, so it's not terribly time consuming to manage multiple profiles at once. Is that on Hootsuite, Libby? What, what light switch are you flipping? This is, no, this is in the Instagram app. So if you have your Instagram accounts nested under one another, then whenever you go to post, you can, there's, it's kind of like, it looks like light switches where it just lists all, all the accounts that are nested under one another. And you just hit the little light switch of on or off. So if I only want to post to my Arizona accounts, I only flick the light switch on the Arizona pages. If I only want to post to San Diego, I keep it that way. If I want it to go to all of my accounts, I do it that way. And then um, I also self-tag, like I'll tag my main accounts from my smaller accounts and it copies over all the tags as well. So it makes it a lot easier to manage multiple pages at once. The only thing that you, like if you want to go in and edit something is that you have to do your location tagging separate because otherwise they'd all have the same location tag. Okay, very cool. That's good to know. Do you have any favorite Mathnasium Instagram accounts? Okay, I love following other Mathnasiums on Instagram. So my all-time favorite has always been Mathnasium RWC, which stands for Redwood City. So Caitlin Sorensen does a really great job making specialized content for Beatrice. It's super interesting. It's super cute. I also like, okay, I don't know if it's Vaughn or Vahan. It's in Canada. So Mathnasium of Vaughn is what I'll go with. Uh, they have really great in-center imagery. And their center manager, uh, who calls himself Professor Paul, he's a really great example of a know, like, trust campaign, where your followers, they get to know your face, they come to identify with your personality, and then consequently, like, with time, they'll grow to really trust you. So I think he's a really great example of that, because, I mean, I'm not in Canada, I've never been to Mathnasium of Vaughn, but I know Professor Pauly, and I get really excited whenever he posts, like, a fun little in-center video of him teaching kids on at home. What about you, Nikki? You have, the Team Temple has quite the diverse feed. So what Instagram accounts do you like? We do. So we are all over the place. We have one center director who is really good at making like parallel posts. I don't think that's exactly the right word, but like for, well formatted posts. So like her grid looks great. Uh, she is at Mathnasium of Pembroke. So if you want to follow that. I knew out. which one it was going to be. I knew, I knew which one of your center directors it was. Because <laughs> yeah. her grid's so good. Like she has a nice it is. grid. It is. Which I am old apparently because my grid is a mess. Like I didn't know having a nice grid was a thing to do. And like that's why you have a Finsta so that you can have an ugly grid and then have a really curated grid. So yeah, I am feeling my age at this point. Speaking of Finstas, we also enjoy following Mathnasium memes, Mathnasium.memes. So that's a fun one. I see the content shared often on other pages too. So I recommend that one as well. It's one of those like ghost accounts where we don't know who actually owns it. 
but it's super funny because like it's relevant content to us. At one point there was, there was another one of those Mathnasium Finstas where it's like relatable content for Mathnasium instructors. It was something like dumb, like, you know, you're a Mathnasium instructor when like it was a super long Instagram <laughs> handle. Um, but it was like stuff that would be relatable and funny to someone who works in a learning center. So the, the Mathnasium is worth it. You just reminded me of one. So there's one that's totally run by a student. I have no idea what student it is. Ace the man. <laughs> Ace the man. But it's really sweet. Like this child just is so excited about his Ace plush toy and he brings him on vacation and he like takes all these fun pictures with him and puts sunglasses on him and like he loves finding like Ace pictures on other Mathnasium feeds too. Like I know he's used some of our like where in the world is Ace. And so I also recommend, recommend Ace the Man. You share so much of the temple content that I had to reach out to Nikki. I'm like, is this y'all? <laughs> like, what, what is Ace the Man? Okay, Ace the Man makes me laugh. Okay, gotta love the little Finstas. Shout out. Okay, really quick. I'm going to just quickly interject. I was waiting for our Facebook episode to plug this, but I just made a Facebook group on the Order of Operations podcast Facebook page. And it's because with Facebook, you cannot share files, but with Facebook groups, you can share files, like actual PDF files. And so there's stuff that I allude to and reference that I know Mathnasium owners might want. And I think people are still getting a little bit more comfortable knowing that like Nikki and I get excited when you guys reach out to us. So to make things easier, I made a Facebook group where Nikki just mentioned that the Mathnasium of Pembroke Center Director has a really nice grid. And so what I shared on our Facebook group, it's our first and only post at this point in time. It's a weekly social media calendar. So that way you can plan out your posts for an entire week for the different platforms. But then the second page of the document is suggestions of what you can post if you're kind of like running out of ideas. And on that second page, it gives you a um, idea of what a good Instagram grid looks like. So that way you can have nice diversified content and it shows you how frequently you can put like an image with text because you want to avoid being super text heavy on your Instagram page, but like once in a blue moon is okay. So I have a template for a Instagram grid for anyone who's interested. It's on page two of the weekly social media calendar document. So now we need to add some more stuff. I know we have a lot of different tools and things and different PDFs that we've discussed. So that'll be cool. We'll get them on there. <laughs> and it's a private group too. So it's exclusive. Ooh. For our Mathnasium friends. Yeah. Oh, also, we are currently working through our second August challenge. We just finished up journal week and are one day into learn week. The goal for this week is to listen to a TED talk or read an article in order to learn something new or relearn something that you lost sight of. So then after this, we will go into health week and then we'll wrap up with clean week. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to this episode all about Instagram. I'm your host, Nikki Atwood. And I'm Libby Lossing. And we will leave you with this. There's a podcast every Monday. Download and subscribe. Hashtag bye. Hashtag Monday motivation. <laughs>